Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, what a night to have off yesterday and gob thank you very much for, for stepping in and hosting and uh, reminding everybody every seven seconds it felt like that i was going to be off for the night uh and what a night to to miss it obviously because johnny clayton hits a nine data and i was doing the blog this evening oh, by the way i should say uh, welcome everybody welcome to the premier league daily i, I know you're probably listening to the show anyway but i should say that i, I was doing the live darts blog i was doing the uh, online darts live blog today and I said at the start, I said, I'm obviously an unlucky charm or a lucky charm because we normally get a nine data whenever I don't do the blog, whenever I'm not doing anything. Tonight, for once, we have a nine data on a night that I'm working and I am so excited to talk about it because it was part of possibly the most joyous, strange, ridiculous game of darts I've seen in a long, long time. Welcome along then to the Premier League Daily, your chance to get some debate, analysis, reaction to games being played across the Premier League darts stage in Milton Keynes here from Online Darts. Jonathan Thiepman alongside you to talk some darts and joining us to do so is Cam McFarlane and Luke Pickering. Gentlemen, a very, very good evening to you. Luke, I shall start with you because we were here two nights ago. Um, let's be honest and frank about it, trying to polish a turd. Uh, with what had happened on the Tuesday. But tonight, we don't have to do that. Another ridiculous night. Three out of the four nights that we've had so far have been incredible. Yeah, the Premier League, the lineup was a little bit questionable, but it is living up to its billing. And I think the whole fact that we've got the blocks is really working into its favour. We're seeing the standard, I think, is rising as we go on. I know that Tuesday wasn't great, but since then, we've seen two really good nights. And today, yeah, that, that match with the Souza was something special and something that, I know you love to mention darts gold. That is something that could make its way out of darts gold. It was that good. <laughs> Those first two legs in particular, which we'll come on and talk about in a second. Cam, your over your overall reaction uh, to tonight. Um, you know, some people say around this time of year, uh, the, the drama is always in Augusta National uh, at the Masters. There's plenty of drama happening on the Marshall Arena in Milton Keynes. There is. I I think the biggest compliment we can pay tonight's action is the fact that for me and you, who also would usually just be hundred percent focused on the on the golf at this stage, I didn't really see much golf for a few hours there no. this evening. <laughs> it's a very good point. Absolutely right. Uh, let's talk about it then. Let's start. There is only one place to start with. Jose de Sousa, uh, the Portuguese man of scores, the special one, uh, the man who can't count. I, I don't know um, what more you can say about him, but the first leg, Luke, he goes and leaves one for run after one for one after six. Absolutely f's up the finish. I, I can't really say anything more than that. 
you know, four missed, five missed darts and a busted score. And then in the second leg, he actually takes out the one full one for the second nine darter in two nights. Just, just remarkable, remarkable. Genuinely, you would you would not have been sort of foolish to think he had some sort of aimbot in his eyes. He was an absolute laser on the target on the one eighties. It was ridiculous. The first two legs, it did not look like he was going to miss. The doubles were shocking at the end of the first leg. Let's not excuse that. But to come back up the board, go one eighty, one eighty, and the one four one. To be honest, I've never been as confident that that was going to get hit until he went treble twenty, treble nineteen at double twelve. Johnny Clayton's nine dart yesterday was brilliant, but that off the back of the first leg was just something special and one of the best nine darters you're going to see for quite a few years. So we've been treated over the last couple of nights, but fair play to him. You know the, the scoring, the scoring was there. We knew it was going to come at some point. Going into the Premier League, he was the highest one at each per leg of any player. It was going to have to happen, and it had to click. And tonight it just did, and we, we saw something special from him. Yeah, you talk about those 180s there, Luke. Obviously, Cam, a big, big step for Jose de Sousa today because he's actually hit the most 180s in the history of a game in the Premier League. He's joined the record with uh, 11 uh, that was hit by Gary Anderson at Fairfield. I think it, the commentary was saying rightly it was about 10 or, uh, you know, nine or 10 years ago now. And to be fair, it could have been a lot more than that because he, he only hit, he obviously only hit four 140s, but on that last leg of the game, he had the chance to hit the 180. He just went down below on the uh, on the treble 20 for when he hit the 140. I thought it was going to go then, but that to, to come back from that when obviously everyone, I mean, you were talking about it last night and saying that, you know, he's got to learn to count. To come back from that, hit a nine data and hit 11 180s is quite ridiculous, really. It was it was very, very good, the scoring phase for him tonight. Um, you exclude that first leg where he faffed about a lot of the finish. For the most part, he was pretty, he was pretty good today. Again, he's averaged well in excess of 100, uh, just under 101, I think. Mm. 108 last night. And, yeah, the nine daughter was, well, those first two legs, four 180s, including a nine daughter, and it was it was really good stuff. It was as good as you're going to see anywhere. But once again, I'm not letting him get away with it just because he's at a nine daughter. He had trouble with his counting again and yeah. went for double 16 when he had 40 left. Like... It's amateur and it's not good enough and he needs to sort it out. Whether he needs to actually take a calculator up on stage with him, I don't know, but something's got to change because you can't keep doing that. And again, he's been the better player in a match and he's only got a point out of it. And that's why he's not going to get anywhere near the top four unless something changes. But this is what I was going to talk to you about, Luke, beforehand, because we need to create length and Aspinall for getting a point despite realistically getting battered scoring-wise. But I, I said in the report tonight that it, it felt that Jose de Sousa lost that game rather than Nathan Aspinall picking up a point. Does that make sense? Because you got... He was 6-24 on the doubles. And yeah, he, he pissed about at the final five, you know, in, in on those five or six darts in the first leg. But to miss 18 darts at a double throughout the entire game, he had chances to go and win that game and he didn't take them. And in this format, you're going to get found out. And he's in the relegation zone at the moment, as things stand, or the elimination zone as it stands at the moment. And he's got to find something. He's got to find the win sooner rather than later. How ridiculous is that? That a player that has just hit a nine dart tonight and averaged 108 last night is currently sat in the relegation zone. I mean, that sums up how tight the Premier League is going to be this year. I think, I mean, previously, I don't think anyone's ever been relegated that had higher than six points, but I think it could genuinely happen. We could see someone and saw seven points get relegated, which is just stupid to think about. But yeah, he did just, the, the doubles let him down too much. He, he found a way to lose the game. I thought Nathan Aspinall shouldn't have had a chance. When, you, when you've hit 11 180s in a match, this uh, first two, first seven legs, uh, realistically, if you, if you can, when he's managed to win the match, Nathan Aspinall should never have been anywhere near, but... Jose just, I don't really know what was going on because he never he never looks to me as a player that sort of feels the nerves and feels the pressure because it always looks like he's very relaxed on stage. But tonight it sort of got to him and yeah, he got, he got chipped away. And it's the same story, you know, to come out with two draws with two exceptional performances just isn't good enough. He really needs to get himself clicked in into gear and, and take a win tomorrow night. 
And just quickly before we hear from him, uh, Cam, uh, before we hear from Jose, quick word on Nathan Aspinall, obviously, because, yeah, he, he, he got the point. He probably didn't deserve it for the way that Jose played, but he got the point and fair play to him. Second in the table now. Um, from where, from a bloke who everybody thought might be getting eliminated by the uh, at the end of the uh, <laughs> of judgment night, he's not done too badly. No, he's done, he's done really well. Um, it looks like he's it's starting to click a little bit for him again. He just looks more confident up there. Darts feel obviously better in his hands. They look like they're coming out better. He's obviously he's he's got something right eventually. I know there's a bit of talk. He got his old darts special delivered to him yesterday and mm. it seems to work for him he seems to just have, have found that little touch again and he he seems really up for it as well um, and I think it's a little bit unfair to say he didn't deserve it because you get what you deserve in this game and Halsey didn't deserve to win it because he made mistakes and Nathan punished the mistakes when he had to and got what he needed it's a fair point. It's a fair point well made. Uh, Nathan Aspinall gets the point really from out of nowhere from the way Jose de Sousa played. But, <laughs> you know, a nine-dart leg, 11-180s matching the Premier League record, and he's still yet to win a game. But we did catch up with him in his press conference afterwards. Here is Jose de Sousa. Jose, many congratulations. A stunning nine-darter tonight. A draw. Does it feel a little bit disappointing, though, not to win the game? Well, uh... Yeah, uh, I feel happy for my game. Uh, I'm disappointed because I still uh, miss my doubles. Uh, it's something I have to to work. Uh, I miscount. This time I miscount. Uh, it's not about numbers. I miscount because I'm so inside the game. Uh, I don't realize. Uh, what I have to do in that moment, but uh, I'm happy. It's nine darts uh, record of 180s. Uh, for me, it's something positive. Yesterday, we were told that you couldn't throw your 180s because you had a bit of a bad shoulder. But tonight, yes. you've gone absolutely mad. Is the shoulder better? Yes, much better. It's good. Uh, yesterday, I, I really feel uh, uh, a little bit pain in my shoulder uh, when I, I come my dad up and through the dads. Uh, today I work I, a lot with my shoulder and I feel great with my shoulder. That's why I, I try to, to take my 20s uh, and I do it. How have you enjoyed Premier League life so far? Well, it's a new experience. It's the, um, uh, the second tournament uh, after the, um, the world champion. Uh, my, uh, I feel so great uh, play here. It's so difficult to win, to make a win. Uh, but I will try with all, all my, my arms. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel great. I make good things here, like always. I try to make. Uh, I enjoy my dance now. Uh, I, I start to feel my dance. Uh, so. It's good. It's good to be here. We hear you're going to be staying in England as well with Dimitri and Damon Hetter. There's going to be some great practice sessions going on in that house, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I'm staying with with uh, this this two. Uh, I think we're gonna practice a lot in this week. Uh, I hope I can practice uh, how much I can because I need it. Jose, congratulations as always, and thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Hi, Jose. Uh, congratulations on the result tonight. Um, that was one of the greatest matches produced in Premier League history. Is that the sort of match that can be a springboard to go on and go into the top four? Well, I don't know. Maybe in other years, uh, probably. Uh, I'm in the top, the top four. This year, the... The players, they play very, very well. Uh, I can make a win and this and this make the, the things difficult for me. Uh, I take uh, two points uh, and I in these two points, I deserve the win, but that's, that's where it is and I can do nothing. What I have to do is think in the next game tomorrow 
and we will, we will see what happens tomorrow. The debutants this year, yourself, Johnny and uh, Dimitri, have all done very well. Do you think it's been helpful to not have crowds there for you to settle easier? No, uh, I just I always play my game. Uh, right now, the crowd always they are important. The crowd, but I'm prepared for the crowd. Uh, of course, it's more easy up there uh, because you don't have so much noise. That's the only thing. But I feel great about that. And which Jose is going to turn up tomorrow? The one that miscounts or the one who hits nine darters? <laughs> yeah. Well, this time it was a miscount. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday, it, it yesterday it was it was um, not about numbers. It, it's just uh, I see seventy and I think seventy-eight and I threw to seventy-eight. Uh, but the, today, yes, it was a miscount. Uh, it's something. It's uh, something I have to to work, and uh, maybe I have to stop and look well. Uh, or what I have to do in that moment. That's all. Uh, today, like I said before, like I said before, uh, I, I was so inside the game. I don't realize uh, in that moment what I have to do. That's why I miscount. No problem. Listen, congratulations tonight and thanks for your time. Thank you. Hi, Jose. Um, given how well you've played, particularly the last two nights, you must be wondering how, how you only have two points. Does that just show how brutal this Premier League is? Yeah, well, uh, well, uh, yesterday I think it, it was difficult to, to make a win. Uh, Johnny Clayton, he played so good. Uh, I, give him, I give him the chances to, to beat me. Uh, he punished me and, and then uh, he, he just go uh, like... I don't know. I don't know. Explain his game. He was so uh, great. So today, uh, I think, uh, and I'm sure I play better than Naif. Uh, I deserve the win, but the darts uh, don't let me go to the to the win. So uh, maybe tomorrow. You must feel if you can keep up this sort of standard, you're going to cause the rest of the field a lot of problems. Uh, sorry, can you repeat? You must feel that if you can keep up the standard that you've showed tonight, you can cause the rest of the players a lot of problems and, and push for that top four. Yeah, well, uh, I play good. Uh, maybe in, in other circumstances, uh, with my average, uh, I think... I can catch the win, more than one win. Uh, but um, with this average, uh, sure, I make problem. I, I make problems. I I put in the the other players in in problems. Yeah, I think so. And Dimitri, your good friend and stable mate, tomorrow. Given how well you're both playing, we could see something pretty special tomorrow night in the last uh, last night of the first block. Uh, I I hope so. Is he play very well at now? Uh, he's a good friend. Uh, I hope I can beat him. If I can, if 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 I lose, so I have to to think in the next game, and that's how that's how I I work. Thanks, Jose. Congratulations on a great performance. Thank you. Jose, you've averaged over a hundred in the last two games now. Do you feel yeah. like you're settling into the Premier League now? No, <laughs> no, I don't think that. Uh, I just think in play the best I can, and uh, if uh, I can make big average, uh, of course, the big average um, help us to win matches or legs. Uh, but not not so not. Uh, uh, always. Uh, yesterday, I make, I think the the best average at now in the, this uh, venue, and I lost. So <laughs> sometimes doesn't work. <laughs> I right, that's all from me, Jose. Thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, Jose. First of all, um, two great performances over the last two nights, but just the one point taken. Does that show the standard of the Premier League this year? Uh, sorry, uh, because it's 
a little bit noise over here. Can you repeat? Yeah, two great performances over the last two nights. One point taken. Um, does that show the standard of the Premier League this year? Well, it's difficult to to see this. In uh, one point only in the a great two performance, it's difficult. Uh, I, I just think in continuous my work, hard work uh, to make the things better. Given the performance tonight, do you believe you deserve the win? Yes, of course, uh, absolutely. But the darts, it's the darts, and we can do nothing. When, when I miss so much the doubles, uh, it's normal the the players punish me. That's the when I fix that, maybe I have a chance to win. How has it been playing? How has it been for you playing night after night in the, this block rather than the usual night uh, week after week? It's a bit different. Yeah. Yes, it's different because the situation we live. But for me. Uh, about the uh, the games or the legs, the match. For me, it's good for me. How much I, I play, uh, better I, I play, you know. Uh, so for me, it's okay. There's no problem for me. It's a battle of the two newcomers tomorrow night, two of the three newcomers tomorrow night. How important would it be for you to, to finish the week on a high with a win? Well, it's, it's very important because I need six points. And uh, if I win tomorrow, it's four points, and uh, it's it it really helped help me to continue to the next to the next uh, season. Brilliant! Thanks for your time, Josie, and um, good luck for your game tomorrow. Thank you. So Jose missing a shed load of darts at a double um, in that game in the third game, and Cam game four tonight also saw. A man missed a shed load of darts at a double and that cost him. Specifically, the world number two, Michael Van Gerwen. He is unbeaten no more. That's James Wade's third straight game against Michael Van Gerwen in the Premier League where he's avoided defeat against him. It's two wins and a draw now for Wadey. But Van Gerwen will be ruining what happened between legs three and five. Had two darts to win both... Well, he had two darts to win all three of those legs and all three of those legs, he lost it with James Wade hitting double 10. Once that happened, for me, the game was done. Right there. Yeah, he never looked like getting back into it. Um, this is the point where I'm glad that we haven't got Gob on from <laughs> last night. When Gob, Gob called out that, well, he called out a draw for James Wade. Even he wasn't that confident that he was going to win it. Um, I may have said that he'd be lucky to get one leg in the 7-1 that I predicted for Van Gerwen. <laughs> think, I think I may have got slightly carried away with last night's performance where he looked like he was back to something like his best because today it was it was the Peter Wright game on <laughs> on Tuesday Jesus. all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was not not anything like what we expect to see from him. Um, and it was it was wading of the highest order. It was 95 average. There were three ton pluses in the over 50% on the doubles. <laughs> and if you don't turn up, you get waded. That's what happens. Do you know, he hit, the, he hit the 120 to start off with. He hit the 120 in the first leg, Luke. And I just was laughing to myself when I watched I just went, this is going in. You just knew it. You just knew a 120 to start the leg. It's just classic to start the game. Just classic wading. But... This is the thing for Van Gerwen because people were talking about, you know, people were saying, me included, that Dart's Twitter may have gone a little bit overboard and saying that he's finished. But after a 107 last night, he averages 90 again. It's very up and down. It's very uh, Jekyll and Hyde-esque from the world number two at the moment. Uh, he's lost, obviously, his undefeated streak. But I want to talk about Wadey, if I may, because at his first win, he's finally come alive, I think, in the Premier League after the first, well, two of the first three nights, not really looking like he wanted to be there, to be quite frank. Yeah, I mean, that was that was another game that I was watching and thinking, how on earth has Wade managed to get himself ahead? Van Gerwen had chance after chance after chance. He kept putting himself ahead in the legs, and yet Wade would come in. He would check out, a couple of ton plus checkouts in there as well. So fair play with him, because we know he's got the bottle. He can win at crucial times. 
But yeah, Van Gerwen, he's hit and miss. Wade took his chances and he's absolutely got to do that because if players like D'Souza are currently in the relegation zone, James Wade knows he needs to take points and points quickly because D'Souza can quite easily, he's definitely got the capability to step himself out of that relegation zone and that would put Wade in danger because he is down there at the minute. So wherever he can pick up points, um, it's handy. If he can pick up points against the world number two, who's effectively the world number one because Price isn't here, um, mm. then yeah, that's brilliant. That's an exceptional result from James Wade. Just quickly on Michael Van Gerwen though, yes. I did notice in the stats, uh, his second dart was actually going quite well. He was, he was averaging a 34 points in the second dart, but the last dart is down at 27 points, so a seven-point dip. If you don't ever look at the stats or really dive into it, then usually players get better as they go on through each dart in a visit, and usually you see the third dart being the best of anger. Maybe that's a little bit of a lack of concentration, but you know that's quite poor that you're losing it towards the end of a visit. That's maybe something that needs to work on, but... Didn't look 100%, as James Wade said in his interview, but take absolutely nothing away from the man because that is what he does. That is James Wade in prime form. It is hashtag wading. 95.7 <laughs> average is basically 104, 105 for a normal player. So that is uh, prime wading. Uh, we're going to move it on. Uh, Nick, and we'll stay with you because I will be 100% honest here when I say this. I thought that Rob Cross was going to get relegated, maybe getting a point, maybe getting two. How wrong have I been? Rob Cro- I don't know what has happened at this moment in time, but Rob Cross has turned up to Milton Keynes and looks like the player that won the world match play and won the European Championship in 2019 and made a Premier League final. I don't know what has happened. I don't know where he's got this confidence from again, but that's a big, big win for Rob Cross, who's also on five points. And only outside the top four at this moment in time on legs one against the throw. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was it was absolutely critical that he started to hit a bit of form because, as they said in commentary, you know, we're in week four now, effectively. Um, we haven't got that many weeks left and he needs to pick up some points. But it was like two worlds conversion. I think Clayton came down a step and Rob Cross has gone up a step and it just all levelled out. I mean, Clayton missed too many darts at double, but take nothing away from Rob Cross because him of six weeks ago wouldn't have been there to take the chances. Yet tonight, he was right where he needed to be. Looked very confident. I know Wayne did keep mentioning the, the, the pause, but uh, I remember the best times of him in the 2018 World Championship. The pause was really effective and it worked. And when it when he hooks it up and he, and he plays like he wants to and he plays confidently, then it all comes together. And, and as we saw tonight, you know, he can dismiss players who is potentially one of the best three players in the world at the minute on form. But what a performance from Cross. That puts him right up there because I think Clayton, for me, was one of the two biggest dangers in this league phase. If you've got him out of the way before relegation night, then it gives Rob Cross quite a few games where you would say he should be able to beat these players if he can beat Clayton. But he needs to keep that form. A 97 average is brilliant, but it's about keeping consistent. And I think he's got every chance of surviving. And who knows, you know, he is just outside the playoff spots right now. Could he Could he make a run for the playoffs? That would be unbelievable. Try and compete this triple crown. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, look, wait, yeah. Hashtag the Sky Triple Crown, but uh, we'll come to the time. Cam, this is a question about Clayton because we talked about it tonight uh, a lot. And once again, poor doubling, letting the ferret down. Three is 16 on the checkouts. And look, you know, everybody has a bad game every now and then. And, you know, Clayton has been in that great a form. It doesn't surprise me that something like this happened eventually. But the big thing for him is to really to pick himself back up, really, at this point. And, and, and do we think that Clayton can? And do we think that Cross now? Because he's obviously got Peter Wright next, and we'll come on to Wright in a second. But you look at the, the rest of his tournament, as it were. Gary Anderson, Dimi van den Berg, Nathan Aspinall, and then he finishes it off against Glenn Durham. That's not a bad run for Voltage in order to try to get himself and push himself into that top four come judgment night. No, it's not. Uh, touching on, on Johnny there, he he looked in danger of this happening to him last night and then Jose let him off in that leg and then he, he ran away with it. The problem tonight was Rob Cross didn't let him off. Rob Cross took his chances and ran away with it. Um, I thought it was really impressive from Rob Cross. Um, I... And I think, I, when we're saying about where it's come from, I think I might have a little idea. He seems to have a little bit, little bit of fire from that's come from some of the criticism. 
Um, which <laughs> I think we're going to touch on, aren't we? We are. You've, you've led that. I tell you what, that is called setting it up perfectly. Um, <laughs> if you, yes, seamless link that is, Dick, Mr. McFarlane. Let's hear from him now. Many congratulations. A stunning win over man of the moment, Johnny Clayton. And you must be happy with the performance this evening as well. Yeah, I was happy to win. Obviously, I, did, I had the 40 in, in maybe the full, fourth leg or something, maybe three or four one um, to go up and I missed. And I let him sort of back in. But no, don't don't get me wrong. I was happy with the control again. And I've, I've been very controlled this week. I think I've been calm. I think... Um, in a way, I feel in control of my own game at the minute. So so it's nice, but Johnny didn't play his best tonight either. 89 to go 6-3. Was that the moment that you felt job done? I did, uh, it was first double five of it in eight months, I think. <laughs> I shouldn't really joke. Um, no, but, but at the same time, yeah, the 89, it obviously got me in front. And um, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's a weird old game because because you look at it, start of the week and stuff. I knew I was practicing well coming in, and and you sort of look at I've done a bit of work at home, which probably helped me and all get my mind away from the game. And um, all of a sudden, you sort of feel half capable, but spending so much time not not feeling capable is is a different game. And um, yeah, this week I feel I feel able, so it's nice. The result last night against Michael Van Gogh didn't go your way, but you must have been happy with, again, your performance. Again, another high 90s average, although the result wasn't there. You're putting in consistent performances now where you said last year it was a little bit erratic. Yeah, it, uh, don't get me wrong. If you looked at the averages, it was erratic um, last year. Um, if you look at me, I even if you would have asked me, I would have felt erratic. And, uh, and that was just me. So that's where I was. Um, I'm a big believer. It's sort of even last night there was there were certain points I wasn't strong enough on my own throw, which which obviously put me behind. And then um, the only bit what really disappointed me, I thought, just get a bit of grip between your teeth, just hit a good leg, just just put yourself around the 80 some odd mark or the 100 mark for a for a 12. And I never done that against a throw, and that's my doing last night because I could have made that game a little bit closer, really. Um, but you've got. Oh, Jose just hit a nine. Yeah. Sorry, I was I was just admiring. Um, what was I saying? Because your interview's ruined now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just talking about last night about on your throw. You wanted more chances than on your throw against Michael. Yeah, obviously, obviously going against the throw. I don't think I was good enough. Yeah. Um, that's that's being realistic. That's being honest, like I always am. I'm, I'm look. I'm a world's biggest critic on myself because when you're not playing well enough, you know you're not playing well enough, and you can't. What what can you say to butter that up? Um, I don't need anyone else to give me opinions because I'm my my biggest opinionator. Um, but at the same time, I still enjoyed that last night. I still still stayed in control of my game. To be honest, he had a fantastic game. Fair play to him. And, and sort of tonight, get the win and, and sort of look forward to the game tomorrow. Tonight's win puts you into the top four as well, somewhere that you want to stay. I'll be honest with you. You sort of look at the first five nights of the Premier League and what you don't want to do is put yourself out of the Premier League. I'll be honest with you. I could come in two, one, whatever. Um, if, if I made me sort of around mid-table after this week and stuff like that, I'll be happy with that because, look, nothing's been burnt. It's all in my hands. And if anyone wants to win anything in the world or anyone wants to do it, do anything in the world, I, I think yeah, you need it in your own hands. And when it's not in your hands, like last year, obviously, it felt awful. Um, but to be honest with you, it's nice, yeah, that it's in my own hands at the minute. And I'll keep ploughing on. Rob, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you for your time. Cheers, Phil. Hi, Rob. Congratulations on the result tonight. Um, one of your greatest attributes is the fact that you can grind out wins on in your B game or even your C game at times. What happens when you hit your A game? I don't know what an A game looks like. So if you want to rephrase that question, it's fine. <laughs> was, the last, no, was, the it, lot, was your last A game the Worlds? Was your last A game the Worlds? I don't, I suppose not. I actually, yeah, I still, I'm a big believer and still sitting here now. Um, 
And don't get me don't get me wrong. I've had me ups. I've had me downs. Um, I've still not really hit my A game. Hundred and seven, hundred and eight. No, I don't bump out there. I've had massive more elsewhere. And to be honest with you, just for me, enjoying the game at the minute, playing the game, and and sort of enjoying what you're doing is massive. Um, I'm looking at a game now, and I'm going up there, and and yeah, I'm enjoying it for once. So. So why not? And to be honest with you, I think I think we can all talk about A games. It will come back. I've worked too hard to probably get myself to the point where I am now, where I'm half confident. That's unusual because before the confidence wasn't there. Um, now now I expect to go out there at things under pressure and do do some great things. But I think once once maybe yeah I'm fully fixed and then maybe yeah we might see might see a little bit more. You still get a lot of stick for the pause. And it still seems to be a general thing that you you pause all the time. Even during the Worlds, when you won it, you did the pause. You're still doing it. You still get stick for it. People, um, Wayne was saying tonight, you're still losing your rhythm when you do that. Will the pause stay? What'd you say? Wayne gave me a bit of stick tonight. It, no, would have been it wouldn't be unusual. <laughs> but he's not giving you stick. He's, he's making, he's observing your throw. As yeah, it were. at the end of the day, yeah. I, I stand up there as a dart player. I can be professional, it's fine. No problem. And I stand up there and, and to be honest with you, the things what I do, I come off and I will always hold 100% responsibility for whatever happens. Yeah. If I want to pause, if I don't want to throw for the bullseye, I won't. And, and to be honest with you, I pay my own bills. I feed my kids. So, so no one else here yeah, can tell me how they think yeah, they should play the game because I pay my own bills. If Wayne wanted to, yeah, have that much of opinion, tell him to pay my bills, yeah, and tell him, yeah, to pay my bills and I will throw the way he wants. And to be honest with you, I've got no problem with that. No problem. But when he starts feeding my kids' mouths, he can do that. But apart from that, if he's not doing that, he's irrelevant. <laughs> I'm sorry for the hardship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I should, we should wait for Wayne's reply. Listen, that's great. Listen, thanks, oh, maybe. Rob. Maybe. <laughs> he might pay your bills. <laughs> well, if he feeds my kids, yeah, I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Let him do it. He can have an opinion on me. But when he stops, yeah, when he don't want to pay my bills, yeah, don't judge me because I'm my own boss. I'm my own thing up there. I will always do what I want to do. And at the end of the day, no one else can tell me any different. I am, I'm 100% adamant on that. And I will never listen because I pay my own bills. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Didn't um, hold back, did he? No. No, um, safe to say that, uh, you know, I love the fact as well he went sorry for the aggro at the end of it as well, because he, <laughs> he knew, knew didn't gonna, he? <laughs> he knew straight away that that's the line that we're going to run with. Look, you know, th this is an interesting point that he makes because we've all talked about it in, in terms of the step back, in particular, Gob as well on this show. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus here. I'm sure he'll, he'll come on tomorrow and be fuming with me for doing so. But what I'm saying is, is that we've all talked about the step back and like how it sometimes doesn't work for him. But to go out there, like you say, there's that fire in the belly because people have talked about it and not just Wayne, but also other people in the media have gone, well, he shouldn't really be there. You know, he was lucky to be there as world number four, but he's proving them wrong, Cam. He is because he's banging the conversation for the top four right now. <laughs> he's, like you said, he's, he's only outside of it on legs against the throw. You can't, it's that old adage of you can't lose, uh, sorry, you can't win the tournament in the early stages. You can do, though. You can certainly put yourself out of it, and he's not done that. No, definitely not. What are your thoughts on, on Cross's comments, uh, Luke? Because uh, I'll tell you what, social media's lit up tonight because of that. You know, is this, this is exactly what we want to see as media. We love to see this sort of stuff. But it's also what we want to see from the darts players themselves. You know, we want a little bit of character. We want a little bit of, a little bit of not necessarily aggro, but just a, a little bit of fire. And, and yeah, you know, if that's what's going to drive Cross, if, again, if every player had to use Wayne Mardell's comments as dry to motivate themselves to go on the stage and play well, then 
by all means do it and let's just get Wayne for an hour just slitting everybody on stage. To be honest, I don't think his comments were out of order. I thought his comments were fair. But if Rob wants to interpret that way, then that's fair enough. And I think if it uses if he uses it in the right way and uses it as motivation, then by all means go for it. But yeah, it was it was nice to see him fired back up and hopefully this is the same sort of Rob Cross that really impressed me back in 2018-19. And I, I really hope that we're in the back end of his bad form and we start to see him lift that back up. But yeah, I mean, what an interview. That is exactly what we wanted to see tonight. It's certainly interesting. Let, let's uh, let, let, let's put it that way. Uh, you know, another player who used uh, Wayne uh, used Wayne Mardell's comments uh, is currently uh, getting towards back towards the top four. But we'll come on to him in a second. Uh, Luke, we'll stay with you though and talk about the only undefeated player in the Premier League, and that is Dimitri van der Berg. He is actually now undefeated in every game he's played in the Premier League. It's five games now that he's played in the Premier League. Four games as a full-time player, one as a contender. And he is undefeated in all of them. Now, he's still got a way to go, uh, you know, uh, to try and match any sort of record because Philip Douglas Taylor holds that record, surprise, surprise, at 40 bloody four games before he was beaten (laughs) in the Premier League. So let's take away that sort of record for a second. Um... He, again, it felt like to me in this game that, again, he missed the opportunity to go and win the game and put himself some daylight at the top of the table. Uh, 8-180s in the game would have been talked about more had not D'Souza gone and just absolutely crucified the Treble 20 bed. Uh, 4-180s for Wright, 6 all, probably a fair result. 6-14 on the checkouts for Dimmy, 6-13 for Wright. But there were just moments in that game where you wondered whether Dimi could have got over the line and got the win. Specifically, I'm looking at the 10th leg, excuse me, when uh, Dimi missed three at 32, which would have got him 6-4 ahead. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that was more of a game lost from Vandenberg than a game that potentially right had done enough to get the draw. He really did. The first four legs, he was exceptional. And to be 3-1 up, he was playing really well. But after that, you just saw him. There was just thoughts creeping in there and he just didn't quite hit the same heights. I mean, I think he hit three or four 180s after the first four legs. And at that point, again, you're thinking, can he do something special on the 180 count? Because he was playing phenomenally and he just had a laser eye for the target. It was exactly what you wanted to see. And I'm really impressed with his form as well. To be honest, he should be on seven points, I think. But for a player that, that's that young, he's, he's won his first major last year. He's another one that's really dangerous for the top uh, the top four and it could definitely go all the way. And it just seems like the confidence this year, maybe it is to do with living with Rice last year. Who knows? Maybe that's developed him a little bit. But again, he's just another player that, that, that just exudes confidence at the minute. But it was a good game. Uh, really close to us on this. If you didn't watch it, uh, we definitely want to go back and watch the highlights. But yeah, Vandenberg just missed too many chances at doubles. It, him, and, him and Clayton had a very similar night, I think. I mean, look, you look at this, Cam, in, in the sense of Peter Wright as well. You know, that's another point for him. Uh, and, 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 you know, they are all important. There's no doubt about that. Points do make prizes eventually uh, in the Premier League. He's only a point away from the top four. But he's got to... I, I, maybe, obviously, we know about what happened with him and Van Gerwen, uh, you know, on Tuesday night. And, yes, he beat Gary last night. Big win for him for that. But he's got to find a way now of getting over the line and getting those two points if he's going to be in the top four come the end of the, come the end of this tournament because he ain't having it all his own way at the moment, Snape. Boy. He needs to find some consistency. Uh, him and Van Gerwen, strangely enough, are kind of following the same sort of form pattern. They both played fairly well on the first night. Second night, not so well, to put it mildly. Then... Uh, both had really good games again last night and then tonight they both struggled again. It, I thought he was a little bit lucky to get a draw in the end. I didn't think Dimmy would give him the opportunity he did, but fair play to him again. He's taken it when he when he got the chance. Um, it was obviously a really good leg to get that draw as well. That last leg to fire in two 180s in the leg and finish it off in, in 12 darts to get the draw. You can't really argue with that. Um, but, yeah, he's just not quite clicking, whereas Dimmy looks like he was born for this Premier League stage. Mm, indeed, 
Um, indeed, it certainly does look like the case. Uh, the big stage is Dimmy's, <laughs> it is Dimmy's world, and we're all just living in it at this moment in time. <laughs> uh, moving on to the final game of the night and our final look back. Um, uh, what is there to say, really, at this point, Cam? Um, Gary Anderson producing a very, very good performance. He made, I'll be honest with you, made a 97.5 average look average, to be honest. He looked like he just didn't look like he was in uh, any sort of bother whatsoever. Um, and it's just another, another poor performance uh, for Glenn Durrant, 7-2. There were, there, were, there were signs there. I thought the 108 checkout was lovely, but... It, yeah. I, the scoring in particular is just his first start average tonight was 24. It's not good. It's just not good. And I feel sorry for him now. It's, it's now, it's past the point of criticism to the point of just like, I just feel so sorry for him. And I just hope that this experience doesn't ruin him completely. Yeah. We, we talked about this last night as well. And, he needs to find something. I I can't see it happening in these first in these first nine nights. I don't think it's going to come for him now. I think it's probably just a case of writing this year off and well, this year's Premier League off at least, and moving on to the rest of the year. I think he needs to find the sort of underdog mentality again, where he feels like everyone's against him, everyone's telling him he's not good enough to do it. Whereas everyone's being a bit friendly with him, feeling sorry for him, and it might be nice, a nice feeling to have people being like that about you, but it's not finding anything in his game, and that's what he really needs. Uh, it's another game he just wasn't in at all. I'm going to slightly blow my own trumpet. I predicted seven two last night. Very I also th- I also predicted six all in the in the game we talked about just before as well, the Dimmy and Peter Wright game. So although I was horrendously wrong in the MVG game. If you've split your 20p up and gone level stakes on my picks, you're in profit. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, so are you basically saying now you're the new darting oracle? Is that what, is that what you're saying <laughs> at this point? With, with two out of five, that might be pushing it slightly, but yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, um, Luke? Because obviously, as we talked about it, it's just one of those really where it's like, you, you feel sorry in a way um, for Duzza, um, but you have to credit the way Anderson just looked, made it look average tonight, despite throwing a 97 and 7 to 12 on the checkouts. Like a big, big performance that from Anderson, who gets himself back into the top four conversation. Remember, he's never missed the playoffs every time over the last seven years that he's competed in the Premier League. Yeah, his, his record in Premier League is absolutely exceptional. I do think his form is, is starting to come back. I think he looks a lot more fluid, definitely since even the World Championship. So every time I've seen him this year, um, I think he's really good. Obviously, we're going we're gonna to excuse the game against Lewis when he got beat because I know Lewis will say that's the best he's ever played in four years. I think that was probably one of the worst performances I've seen for him. But, you know, that's Adrian Lewis's uh, MO. I'm not going to let him off with that one. But, yeah, I mean... Anderson's definitely coming into form but we said the same the other night or I did with, with Clayton just playing Durant no matter how good you average how well you perform you could beat him by as many legs as you want but I still felt like that performance would be difficult for Gary I don't think it was fully it wasn't fully flowing maybe it's because Glenn slowed down a little bit because I did think he'd done that again not accusing him of being uh, of cheating or of slowing down intentionally may just be something that he's decided to do but it, just because of the slow pace of the game compared to the rest of the players I thought it looked a little bit more difficult for Gary but yeah you know, it's a game that he's come out one seven two. It's good for the leg difference. He'll be happy with it. It keeps him in the running for the uh, for the Premier League automatic spots. And yeah, he's one that you really wouldn't back against, given how well he's performed in the last few years. As for Ruin and Glenn Duran, I really hope not, and I don't think so, purely for the fact that you know he's a serial winner. He's won three Video World Championships, and he's the ex Premier League champion. The players that we have seen that have, have potentially fallen to the wayside, like the likes of Yella Klassen and Kim Highbrace in recent years have rebounded a little bit well, definitely Kim Heinrichs has and I mean even Stephen Bunton didn't perform so well in his year in the Premier League so people come back uh, and, and do perform but obviously Glenn Durant's got a shorter career than, than these guys have and they've had quite a few years to bounce back from it but 
he's just got to put it behind him. At least it's not going to get drawn out for four months. It's going to be quite a quick pain, you know, maybe three weeks and he'll be probably out of the Premier League. But then after that, he's got many months to build up before the world match player. And then hopefully we can see him kick back into form. But at least he's going to be in the TV image this year because if he falls out of that top 16 and isn't anywhere near on the pro tour, then that's when it could get difficult. And he starts to be fighting an uphill battle, loses the spot in the top 32. And, you know, that suddenly it's all gone. But we're not at that stage yet. He's got more than enough time to build back up. And he's got more than enough experience and contacts players that have had this before that he can he can go and use his network and hopefully he can fix these problems before they spiral out of control let's move it on then and we'll talk about uh the uh, the night as a whole we'll see the table and i'll just look ahead to night five so this is what happened then tonight on night four of the premier league Dimitri vandenberg six peter wright six Rob Cross, seven. Johnny Clayton, three. Jose de Sousa hitting a nine data and the maximum record of a game in the Premier League. The 180 hitting from de Sousa, 11 of them, is the most ever in a Premier League game, alongside Gary Anderson as well. But he can only find a draw. Six apiece against Nathan Aspinall. James Wade defeats Michael Van Gerwen, 7-3. And Gary Anderson beats Glenn Durrant, 7-2. So this is how the table looks like on night four of the Premier League. Our top spot. Who would have thought this? I thought he was getting relegated, I'll be honest, uh, because of the knee injury and not thinking that it was going to be fit, uh, fully fit, but he's proven everybody wrong so far. Dimitri Vandenberg tops the table, the only player undefeated left in the Premier League. Six points for D- uh, for Dimmy uh, with a plus nine leg difference. Nathan Aspinall, then it's a whole host of players on five points. Uh, Tops off with Nathan Aspinall, he's on a plus five leg difference but has won 12 legs against the throw. So that's why he's second. Michael Van Gerwen is next on plus five leg difference on five points. He is then going uh, won eight legs against the throw, which is why uh, he's in third. Johnny Clayton is one leg behind him. He's on five points with a plus four leg difference, uh, but has won 10 legs against the throw. So, uh, so that might be an extra sort of half a point there for Clayton. Uh, also on a plus four leg difference is Rob Cross, also on five points. But crucially, he's only won eight legs against the throw rather than Johnny Clayton's 10. So that's why he's outside the top four. Gary Anderson has also got a plus four leg difference and also got five points. But he's in sixth because he has got uh, five legs against the throw. Then comes Peter Wright on four points with a minus two leg difference. Then it's James Wade on uh, three points in eighth place. Uh, with a minus three leg difference. In the relegation zone, as things stand, Jose de Sousa yet to get off the mark with a win. He will have been ruining the fact that he didn't get a win tonight, uh, although he probably wouldn't have got up uh, into the uh, relegation, uh, out of the relegation zone at this moment in time, at least anyway. Two points for him, no wins, two draws, minus six leg difference. He has to get a win if he's going to maintain a chance in this Premier League. And then Glenn Durrant has only hit 1-180 the entire Premier League, only won three legs against the throw, minus 20 leg difference as well, zero points, four losses. I, I, I don't want to say this because I don't want to make myself look very, very silly, but with a minus 20 leg difference, chaps, that's a tough, tough where to be, place to be in after, minus, after four nights. And I don't see how he gets out of it. If you want to be honest, I think I think I think his relegation's all but confirmed already. Yeah, he's gone. He's one hundred percent gone. <laughs> let's not sugarcoat it. He, no, he's not getting through these first nine nights unless something miraculous happens. Yeah, I think Cam's Prince summed that up pretty well. I, I completely agree. He's gone for me, but let's see. We'll see what happens. I mean, if he gets. I mean, the thing is as well, like, uh, you know, he's got James Wade tomorrow, which is a tough game, and he's got Michael Van Gerwen. Then he goes off against Jose de Sousa, and then he gets Peter Wright and Rob Cross. I don't see where the next win comes from. That's the problem. Like, that's the problem. I just don't see where the next win comes from. I don't see where a point comes from in that sense. He's had his chances, I think. That's the, that, that, that's where, that's the problem. I think I'm sort of tying with this one. I've been tying with it all night before we get into the predictions, but tomorrow night might just be his best chance because it depends which James Wade turns up. If it's James Wade from Tuesday and Wednesday, then he's definitely beatable, even for Glenn, who's not playing very well. But if it's tonight's James Wade, he probably doesn't win a leg. Well, let's talk about night five. It is Friday night at the darts. We absolutely love it. The final night then of the Premier League this week. 
And we start off, and these are the fixtures. Gary Anderson takes on Johnny Clayton. Peter Wright against Rob Cross. Huge game that. Michael Van Gerwen against Nathan Aspinall. James Wade against Glenn Durant. And then we round off the week with Dimi Vandenberg against Jose de Sousa. Uh, Gary Anderson against Johnny Clayton. Big game this. Whoever wins this will probably, I stress the word probably, end up in the top four by the end of the week. Although it is a very, it takes some remarkable for it not to happen, but whoever, if they do win this game, they will probably end up in the top four at the end of the week. So Luke, I shall ask you first, mate, where are you going with this? Are we picking a winner or are you going to go down the, uh, going down the winner? We are picking a winner. We're going down the draw. We are picking a winner. I think given tonight's form, I think it's going to take Clinton a couple of days to rebound from, what was, to be honest, a bad loss with too many missed doubles. So I think Anderson's going to win the 7-5, but I do think it's going to be close. Interesting. Ooh, Gary with a back-to-back win, and that would be huge for him if he can do. Cam? Yeah. Um, it's, it's another tricky one. It's not, it's not easy to pick this week on what's going to happen. I'm going to sit on the fence, and I'm going to take the draw in this one. I think both of them will have spells were they're unplayable and both of them have spells were they're very beatable. I think we're seeing a bit of that from the pair of them at the moment and I think it could just even itself out. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Whenever the over is on the 180s, I'd select it because you've got <laughs> Gary Anderson got 18 180s and Johnny Clayton on 15. Yeah, that's, uh, that's whatever the where you're looking is, rather than result. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you are having, if you are placing a 50p bet on it, go for the overs on whatever the 180s, uh, whatever they set the line on, because I think that's a very good shout personally. Uh, where am I going with this though? I think the, that the ferret will bounce back, and I think that Gando will lose. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be seven four. Uh, I, do you know? I think the car will be running seven o'clock by half past seven, and they've got the door, you know, everything in the car or everything in in the in the drive and driving back down, <laughs> back down towards the <laughs> south of England. There's no doubt about it. Towards Burnham on Sea, that's where he's going. Uh, so uh, the car will definitely be running for Gary <laughs> by the end of that game. Peter Wright against Rob Cross is next, and uh, if you'd have told me this at the start of the week, I'd be going. Peter Wright wins this seven one seven two. Now I am not so sure. Uh, Cam, as uh, Luke picked first on the last one, you can have first pick on this. Where are we going? I think we're going for a close game. Um, it depends. If Peter Wright follows the pattern he's followed so far this week, he's due a good game tomorrow because he's had his pro one tonight. So do we do we factor that into it? I don't know. Rob Cross is playing well. He's playing consistently. Just... Good, steady, decent darts. I'm going to go for another draw. Mm. Lots of draws at the moment. Yeah, we had a so, lot of them on. We had a lot of them on the opening night. Yeah. It could be. It could be another one. We've had two draws again tonight after having no draws after the the, the four we had on on. Uh, on Monday. Uh, Luke, whereabouts are we going with this game for you, mate? Um, I I think Wright will perform well. I think Cross was a little bit lucky with Clayton's missed doubles. I don't think the result would have been as flattering had he not missed the doubles. I think Wright's going to take his chances. I think tomorrow night he bounces back. So I think 7-4, Wright will win. I'm going with the same as you, mate. I think 7-4 win for Peter Wright as well. Cross is still averaging around the mid-90s, you know, high 90s, 97, 98. But we need something. He'll need something more to defeat Wright, especially in the mood that he's in on the doubles, if that continues. So I'm going to go with 7-4 to Peter Snakebite Wright. Michael Van Gogh against Nathan Aspinall. Third game on tomorrow. And I feel sorry a little bit for Nathan Aspinall in this sense because... When you have an MVG that bounces back, he bounced back from a 90 average last time with 107. He hit a 90 average tonight and missed an absolute shed load of doubles. This is not a position that I would want to be in if I'm Nathan Aspinall. So, look, I'm not saying that Nathan isn't capable of beating him. Of course he is. But I just don't see how he does. Remember, don't forget, of course, he beat him in the Premier League last year, 7-5 at the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff before uh, things went back into the 
went behind closed doors and it was one all between the pair going into uh, you know last year but i think that mvg wins this one i think it's going to be 7-3 i think i'm expecting a a huge average from mvg tomorrow night to try to win back that top spot which he has made his own over the previous seven years before last year at least anyway so i think that's what's going to happen uh luke you uh, you can have first dibs on uh, this game out of the uh, the two of you are we going for an mvg win I think MVG is going to win. I think it will be a little bit closer. I think Aspinall did himself justice tonight. He put up with a huge average from D'Souza and managed to get close. I think it will be close. So I think 7-5 MVG. Cam? I'm taking the upset. Ooh. Interesting. I just think tomorrow might not be the night where MVG bounces back or it might be... or. What might be more likely is it's the night where he bumps into someone who raises the game against him. Um, so I'm going to go close again, but 7-5, Nathan Aspinall. Very intriguing indeed. Cam, we will stay with you because you've been toying with the results between James Wade and Glenn Durant. Your time is up on that one. Where are we going? Come on. I want, I want to do it, but I can't. I've got seven, three, James Wade. Luke? Yeah, that's the most legs I'm willing to give Glenn as well. I think seven, three, James Wade as well. James Wade averages 97. He goes seven of 13 on the checkouts. Hits two, one, uh, two ton pluses, including a one, two, one for the match to win seven, two. That's just what happens. That was, that was a wonderfully specific. <laughs> I like that. I'm a big fan of that. It's just wading. That is pure wading. And anybody who yep. else says otherwise is wrong, unfortunately. That's what happens. I'm going to so. I'm gonna play that back. And if that does come through, then I want the lottery numbers come tomorrow <laughs> <night>. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point, to be fair. Uh, but, but there we go. So if you, want, if you want to try and do your request a bet, that's one you should not be backing. <laughs> uh, Luke, we'll stay with you, mate. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about... The final game of the night, Dimitri Vandenberg against Jose de Sousa. I'm really intrigued by this game, I think, actually, because this is a battle of the top two 180 hitters in the business so far. So, naturally, I've backed the over, and naturally, they'll probably hit about two 180s between them, because that's <laughs> how it works. But uh, I, I'm fully expecting a game Jose will be back 20. on the 19s again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They're going downstairs on the 19s the whole game. They're going to be playing like Marlis Rasma. Um yeah, Luke, where are we going with this one, mate? Do we think that Jose can finally get that first win? I can't believe I'm saying this because one is currently sat first in the league and one is sat ninth in the league. But to be honest, I think these are probably two of the most level players in the league. Therefore, I'm going to go straight on the middle, six all. I mean, it's not a bad shout, to be fair. If in doubt, always go for the draw. Uh, Cam? I, I'm not, not taking the draw. I think we see amateur rubbish again from Jose Souza where he where he miscounts in at least one of the legs. It's gonna be important. He'll lose the leg and Dimmy won't let him back in. Uh, seven four Dimmy. Just to be clear, you, you really liked uh Jose de Sousa, right? <laughs> I just it's just not it's just not good enough from a professional player. You can't be switching off and making those errors. But to be fair, he did say that in his interview, so that's, that's, that's very true. Do you know what? Sod it. I'll, I'll go for the upset. I think, it, in that sense, I think it will be 7-4 to Jose de Sousa. And this pains me to say that because I love Dimitri a lot. But I think that Jose de Sousa will get the win that his game has been deserved. And I think that he will get it. And I think that it will be a way where nobody will be undefeated after... Night five of the Premier League, which I, I, you know, which is very, very intriguing, I find. But there we go. I think uh, you've had a few Dimmy specials, you. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. I will be later though, after maybe watching the last half an hour of the Masters potentially. Uh, but that is where we are then on night four of the Premier League. Cameron Farley, Luke Pickwick, thank you very much indeed, as always, for joining us and for staying up late to record it late into the night. So what have we learned? Well, we've learned that Jose de Sousa can bloody score, can't he? A nine data. And 11-180s, a Premier League record, but he cannot finish doubles at this moment in time. He can only take a point against Nathan Aspinall. James Wade looks like he could be arriving in the Premier League, beating Michael Van Gerwen 7-3. Rob Cross continues to impress. And I tell you what, if the critics continue to talk, he will continue to play. 7-3, Johnny Clayton succumbs to the victory uh, for Rob Cross. 
Dimi van den Berg and Peter Wright play out one of the most entertaining games that you'll see all year. 12-180s between them, six all finishes between the pair. And Gary Anderson inflicts more misery on Glenn Durrant. He gets his campaign back on track. 7-2 victory for the Flying Scotsman there. Don't forget, though, that the Modus Live League, Online Darts Live League, continues tomorrow. Uh, make sure that you join us for that. You can subscribe right now to our YouTube channel, Online Darts TV, where you can uh, watch the other interviews that we've done uh, tonight, including a lovely one with James Wade, actually. Really worth watching if you get a chance. Uh, we're also back tomorrow for the final night of Premier League action. Uh, I'm on the live blog tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock, so if you are out and about on Friday night, uh, make sure that you follow us uh, and uh, follow the live blog. Uh, we're back here with the pod as well tomorrow. Gob's back on the show. Lee Boyce will join us as well uh, for that one. And uh, then, of course, obviously got the report. You can follow us across social media as well. Just search online darts on any one of those platforms. And a reminder, of course, as well, that the Monas Live League will finish on Saturday. So make sure that you are subscribing to the YouTube channel because it's the only place that you can see it without subscribing or signing up to one of the bookmakers uh, right there with us on YouTube. And of course, don't forget, Philip as well, Phil Bars and Gob and I were back on Monday night, eight o'clock. The live lounge is back with a pet where two out of three of us, well, I've had a haircut. That's a big story. <laughs> Come on now, as, <laughs> as, Wayne would, as Wayne Mardle would say, uh, that we can't wait for that as well. So we can't wait to get back to that uh, with you guys as well. But for now, this has been the Premier League Daily Day 4. Join us for tomorrow night's action on Day 5. We will find out even more so, potentially, who will be getting closer to that top four and who will be closer to the relegation nights as Judgment Night looms on the two weeks' time tonight. Take care, and we'll speak to you tomorrow. Thank <laughs> you.